0: You have been chosen for your humor and talent to add a chapter to The Chapters Project. The idea is to add a chapter and then send it on. Here are the rules. Read what has been written. Write the next chapter. Don't worry about the style or choices of the person that came before you. Just do what makes you laugh. Then choose someone else and send it on to them to write the next chapter. And don't forget to CC me. I'm keeping track of it. But I will not read it until we read it live every week on the Chapters Project podcast. Hey, chapter butts. Welcome to the Chapter Projects Extras. We are on chapter 13. And we are here today with Katie Nansen, Hardy. And Martin Garcia.
1: Hey, hey, hey. And
0: nice. our Chapter 13 author, Alex Bandridge.
2: Hiya. Hi.
0: <laughs> yes. hey. We are so happy to have you. I'm so happy the project found its way to you because, as I say over and over, we have no control over who gets it. So it's really fun when people we know and love get it. It's also fun when people we don't know and will come to love get it, too. Um. So thanks for doing that. So Alex is an actor, a writer, a musician, a director, a producer. Mm. Um, A renaissance man, as they are called. Truly, really, truly. um, Best known for his work in Chicago on the ETC stage, touring with Redco, with the team People of Earth at I.O. in Olympic, And um, he was an executive producer on the hilarious hit TV show Teachers. But he's also produced, directed... Written a bunch of stuff, Alex. What is your favorite thing you've done?
2: Oh wow, favorite thing I've done. Jeez, Dang. I Would say, uh, huh? The I don't know. Is the show with I don't know. Me. Coming out? Yes, up Rebecca.
3: Or this show with me. Remember when you directed the show that I was in? I mean,
2: I loved what? it. I was thinking of that. um, And I was. What about pool about party? party? Yeah, Martin, there you go. but uh, really, before we launched into this, I was looking at everybody and thinking like, what truly great times i've had in my life with each of you for many hours over and over and it's not like for a split second you know it's like really working through stuff and you know it's just the truth you i mean i can say it it's easy to say about the three of you but these are wonderful amazing talented people to get to be around and uh easy to work with butter all three. <laughs> yeah,
0: we we uh, we uh directed Alex to compliment us and, man, he's delivering
2: yes. like
1: nobody's business. Yes, he is. Yeah,
0: this is going as planned.
1: <laughs> Not only Thank is he a director, Alex. he also takes direction. <laughs> <Yep>.
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it was, no, this is uh, a really fun thing to have been a part of. And I'm curious, you know, about uh, how my experience, if it echoes anyone else's experience and there's certain things about it that were really, very fun and surprising to me doing it. So thank you guys.
0: Writing the chapter. Yeah. Thank
2: you. Yeah. Writing the chapter. Yeah. Writing the chapter and you know. Well, uh,
0: yeah. And it's, yeah. it's funny because we are your chapter 13. And when we started this way back at chapter one, that was chapter one was written March 20th, 2020. So one week into the lockdown. Wow. Um, lockdown. Is that a word where we all locked down? <laughs> I don't much.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I I lockdown is
1: accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially at that time. So yes. the
0: mindset was crazy different. And then it wasn't until chapter eight or nine that we kind of caught up with time, right? Mm. Like they took forever to kind of get written. Mm-hmm. And then you're part of that group that is like working on it right up until the last minute. In fact, uh, the chapter we have for Monday was just sent to me today. Oh. So we are like right there with it. Oh, So we've been talking to people about their mindsets when they wrote the chapter, but you're in, you're in present day, right? Like you wrote it a few weeks ago, right?
2: Right. That's right. I wrote it a few weeks ago. Yeah. Recently. And, uh, yeah, so I have a pretty good memory of it. And even leading up to the podcast, thinking about it and like, oh, wait a second. Then this is going to be discussed you know, like some of the realities of the whole process weren't necessarily present when I started writing it. Like I, even though I knew it uh, and, but I feel like I followed the directions and tried to just, you know, have fun and do it.
0: You did absolutely follow the directions. <laughs>
2: Thank
0: you. <laughs> um, did, did you get a call from the author before you or no? Just te- I did.
2: Just I email. got a call from this guy, Andrew St. Clair. Uh, <laughs> who, and Andy called me and he, um, he gave me a really good rundown pretty quickly of like that he had been given the project from rob that there had been various people you know and where it began with you guys and uh i will say that i didn't know everyone who wrote a chapter i mean who they were i do know Mm. of them all and uh, but so but i kind of liked that and i was kind of would have curiosity and i think i asked a few people i think rebecca i even you know came to you and it turned out that the three people i was thinking of asking had already written a chapter which was a fun thing to find out but i you know so i'd already read read something of like theirs andy gave me a call and uh and i was like great that sounds fun i think i think yeah mm-hmm.
0: well that's funny because normally for this i just say like pass on this email just like tag you're it
2: mm-hmm. but i guess
0: rob janice our chapter 11 author made this really long personal phone call to Andy Sinclair about what he should and shouldn't do or and so Andy's like I guess this is how the process is
2: yes. so he, he called you he did he asked me he asked me about my family we got into it kind of deep about things but no he but he nice. did call me and he did uh he was I think very responsible about explaining everything you know gave me a very good overview of everything and uh And then I read his chat, you know, I read everyone's chapter ultimately. And then, you know, it was great. It was a nice part of the process actually talking to him.
1: Did that feel like a, uh, a task reading, reading all what 12 chapters that came before you?
2: Yeah. Let me see. I feel like they really, I I genuinely was liking every chapter. And so there was only the task that I had to act on it kind of, Mm. but, um, in reading them and you know knowing the overview of the project it didn't feel like a task week i mean i'm sure at some point i was like wait a second this is <laughs> this is happening and i've kind of read the first few chapters and a day went by and you know so i was aware of the deadline of it in a good way i think but i was also laughing at every chapter and finding it interesting and so i i was i enjoyed it i mean i, I was laughing a lot reading the chapters
1: yeah, we and we're, we're talking. Of,
2: yeah. yeah i'm just saying
1: we, we were talking at the beginning of this like how <clears throat> whoever gets it later is going <laughs> has to read all these chapters you know like i'm chapter two so i just had to read the first chapter
2: <laughs> right <laughs> yes and i think uh i i tried to not get too wound up on myself of like that i had to make sure you know like in other words after i wrote the chapter i had moments of thinking this thing may not be accurate or i might be kind <laughs> of a, doing a bit of something that has already been proven to not be possible in this world which I feel bad about but then i also felt well it can either it can be edited or someone it's just like an improv scene like you're calling that character a different name than the, the name that's been established or whatever you know So I did have moments of that, or even afterwards, like, you know, when you think of a callback later to a show, I had that where I was like, oh, she has a mechanical hand and that could have been something I could have integrated into this moment. You know, these kinds of things were like, after I turned it a day later, I was like, oh, wait, was that the case or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah,
3: there's like a real there's a real long form improv element to this. And it probably, I mean, hundred percent because we're all so versed in that. But I think it's it's like Veronica went away for what? Three or four or five chapters. Like she went away for a long time and then she came back and like, there's just there's just been all of the, it's, it's following the structure very loosely of like a long form improv mm-hmm. or a herald.
2: Mm-hmm. I have to, you know, say that I felt that kind of, and burden isn't the right word. It was like, it just felt like where I wanted to go after the chapter I read, I like paged back to go, when's the last time in real time we saw Veronica? And I think I felt a definite impetus to then check her out again. Like it was like, like you're saying, you know, there are different beats and different scenes. And now we're visiting these other characters that have been referred to and had call forwards to like fill up. And now maybe it's, you know, let's check in here again was something that felt like I kind of, it felt like I sort of had to do that even though I could be wrong. And it didn't feel like I had to do it. It was enjoyable to do. And I thought the chapter before with Andy teed it up a little bit. You know, he was bringing her back with these letters. Yeah.
0: You brought a lot of good stuff back, you, the Milli Vanilli song, the the references to a bunch of stuff that had happened way earlier in the book. So just to recap for a second for the listeners who maybe um, uh, are getting foggy on what happened. So it, Alex joined Veronica and Dex walking through the fairgrounds again. She was having that memory of the love letters that used to go back and forth between her and Todd. And then she kind of snaps back to reality and they're walking towards the cursed condo. Um, Dex is clearly very nervous around here her. So he starts acting like a robot. <laughs> oh my and God. I love C-3-P-O. that so much. C3PO. And then, um, oh my gosh, uh, Veronica has that whole like gymnastics run. She does like, she does a whole 200 steps back. What do we do? <laughs> She took 200 steps backwards and then did a gymnastics run. And... Yeah. <laughs> and then, but they see Dimitri. Dimitri, who auditioned to be the talent. But as we established last week, if you ever audition for talent, you don't get the job. You instantly become a janitor. And then <laughs> he <laughs> was packing them all in their rolling chairs into the van to drive to SoFi Stadium. But here's what we were kind of fixated on, Alex, is that Veronica saw Dimitri, right? In that scene that you wrote and didn't recognize him. So do you think they know each other? Did they have a history or or no?
2: It's a great question. And that's kind of the question that came up. That was one thing that hit me later. Like, huh. Ah. But I think in, uh, I mean, am I allowed to just go after plot points and talk about, Please. right? Oh, yes. I mean, I guess. Pull those
1: threads. Pull those threads. Yeah, <laughs> There's right. so
2: many. I mean, There's so, so many. But I guess when you're asking that, what happened to me is I think I definitely fell into the enjoyment of the spirit of these, of, of the cruise ship improv show that she hated. And so whether it was like exact or not, and the Brentwood chairs are brought up. And so I think I was like, she doesn't quite remember him, but he's someone that's been a performer and maybe he was on the cruise ship too, or, you know, and, and so I kind of feel like she doesn't really recognize him, but he might recognize her as having given him the, you know, suggestion of hangry too many times or whatever. I don't know what it is exactly. Gotcha. (laughs) And I didn't quite tie it up for myself, but I guess, I guess I kind of later was like, huh, why didn't she recognize him? But I think in my Gut, I'm justifying that now, or maybe later. I've already thought this through to go. She was just in the audience, and he's holding a grudge against her. Oh,
0: wow. And okay. she's
2: forgotten him, but he hasn't forgotten her.
0: That's, nice. That is a great plot for a horror movie is that, you know, that annoying audience member who's always yelling, but, <laughs> but, butthole, whatever. That he proctologist. Pastor, yeah. You, you stalk them and murder them <laughs>
1: <laughs> in, the, in a manner consistent with their, their suggestion. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> so yes. it would have to do
0: with butts because everything <laughs> has to do with butts.
1: Yeah. Um, well, then, I think it's interesting because uh, um, it could also be that Dimitri is like we've set Dimitri up as the bad guy, but what if someone hired Dimitri to do this?
0: Yeah, I had mm. thought about that in the past because he does have a vibe of hired hitman, right?
1: Yeah.
0: But he definitely, oh, and he. Oh well, that's interesting, Martin, because he he said he wanted the money to win Anna Kornakova back. Yeah. But it could. We were. <laughs> I was thinking ransom money, but it could be the paycheck he's getting for doing the job.
1: Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's so funny. And that, uh, the another thing you mentioned, Alex, that's that's kind of um, amuses me is that uh both philip and the 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 uh, cruise ship improv show <laughs> were, in, were in my chapters and i literally was just like <laughs> like i didn't even like like there was no nothing in me that was like oh this is gonna be something someone picks up on so that that, that fascinates me that they become plot points
2: yeah i mean major Phillips like uh, Phillips like a big oh deal. My gosh. Yes, totally. And and I mean, I mean, now again, just uh, for fun, talking about it, I guess I went to Philip as the guy who's behind. If he is a hitman, maybe Phillips getting some revenge. You know, maybe they <gasps> met in the pen.
0: Oh, right, did, okay. man. Oh my okay. gosh, that would explain okay. why Dimitri had that one moment of whispering Philip's name way back when. hmm mm-hmm. Oh,
1: wow.
0: cool. Okay,
3: I like where this is going (laughs) it's so interesting alex i don't know if you knew this um or listeners if you if if you have not known this but originally this was just something that rebecca wrote in terms of like here's a chapter i'm gonna pass it on to a friend um who's gonna pass it on to another friend like we didn't really have intention or she didn't have intention of it becoming a podcast until pretty deep into it Like, it was literally just making a book during the pandemic with friends. Um, And it's so, like, there's a part of me that's so flattered to hear the attention paid to it, uh, (laughs) like, with, like, Rob and Andy and you calling each other and having, like, discussions about it and really having to, like, go deep into these characters and these plot points that, um, you know, like, like Martin just said, like, you were just kind of, like, not fucking around, but kind of fucking around that's that's where our heads were at i think during that time of just like let me just get through this day like everything seemed so insane back in march 2020 and now it's now it's um it's a whole different deal
2: well there is something that felt uh very great about just being asked to do something and then starting to read it and it's just funny and loose and playful and reality you know as even the fact that we're not improvising i mean you get like an element of like all right we're checking out and being idiots for the next hour and you know Mm -hmm. do that as part of your life just like maybe playing basketball on the playground or whatever you're able to act out and be an idiot and also have fun and you know so this felt like that this you know reading these chapters felt like watching people riff and um But it was still a novel kind of you know still actually still um even as you guys say hey we were fucking around or i'm just you know going like blah i didn't expect it to have any attention but you're still writing it with a certain voice that's like hey this is a chapter of a book
3: right which is cool there's such a point of view to your chapter and all of the chapters really of like what was like very clear what the inspiration was to write your chapter I'm like oh yeah this is a thing that sparked to me throughout these however many pages it is now how many pages is the is the book now
0: that's such a good question i have it in pieces mm-hmm. i'll uh i'll go through it and and uh keep it let everybody know well I
3: don't, don't know. do that work
0: don't that's so much work i, I just think, did the
3: they average to like the
1: average like three four pages yeah so if you're gonna take 13 times you know
0: i would even say three <laughs> pages it averages yeah yeah so you know times you- three I'll get
1: back to you on the math on that one too. All right. Yeah, get back. I'm
0: getting
3: nervous. was going to guess it was around 40 pages? Yeah,
1: I think it's like 39, 40.
3: All
2: right. Well, when you're talking about the podcast versus writing the chapters, I would say that my experience of this was the writing the chapters aspect and that I just took very to heart, kind of the if it makes you laugh or whatever, it's okay. Don't worry about it. You don't have to look back and think about it. So, I mean, I made choices, I would say, in the chapter two that it was a little bit like this is like a rehearse, an improv rehearsal where I'm going to do something that's maybe not appropriate for public consumption, you know, or you right. You know, I would think twice about doing it, but this is amongst friends. And I feel like maybe that was also inspired by previous chapters that I read. So things opened me up to like, oh, this is, I don't care. I'm going to be this way here because I feel like it, even if it's not right, you know.
3: Good. I, I think that's what makes it fun. Mm-hmm. I would so much mm-hmm. prefer that than have like this exactness to it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I f- and I felt that in earlier chapters in a really cool way of like, yeah. oh, this is like a different world in these chapters, but like I believed them. And as i'm kind of saying like they they felt written in straight face sort of like straight face written
3: mm-hmm. yeah
2: so even the dinosaurs i'm like are those real dinosaurs in her lawn <laughs> like i think they kind of are like i read it like they do exist actually me
0: too me too yeah. and i For like my that. favorite it's the do- is it the dolphin beating the shadow oh, of a shark that's
2: incredible that <laughs> felt not like-
0: a statue
2: I love that so much. And I meant to bring that back somehow, but I didn't Uh, know how, but I love, yeah, that was great.
0: The truth is, Alex, there's just too much to bring back. Like it's just so much, Mm -hmm. such a world. Well, I just looked and chapters one through nine end at page 29. So it is about three pages. So we're kind of spot on.
2: I have Um, to admit one other thing real quick, which is that I realized that I feel like a lot of other chapters did a good job of like moving story, moving it forward. And I guess I just couldn't get there, like in a way. You know, I wanted to hook things up and I don't feel bad. I'm not trying to like be like apologetic, but I liked the sort of running forward of some of the previous chapters and just talking about doing a later chapter during versus an earlier chapter. I felt like I. I'm just saying like I didn't have this thing like now I need to absolutely go here and Mm. run and so maybe that's why I also was pausing and doing finding her do this weird Olympic routine you know because it was just (laughs) like well you know I'm not sure but I'm also well now we're here and where are we right now
0: well that and so my desire from the beginning too was like it is like when you're improvising and especially when you're doing a um a plot oriented long form right where it's not just random scenes there's a definite plot going on you're telling a whole full story
3: like baby wants
0: candy like yeah i didn't want to say it wants candy i didn't want to say it but thanks for saying it because i did want to say it um it's everybody is in the same story but with their own point of view so i did want i really did hope that all the chapters would have the voice of the authors because that's to me what's so fun about a group project is that Mm. it does It does have its own voice, but then it's all part of the same story. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been really fun because I can see people applying their own sense of humor, uh, doing what makes them laugh, but also trying to stay within the confines of the world already created and not going too bananas off the (laughs) rails. Yeah. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Which has been
0: really fun to watch.
1: Mm -hmm. Have any of you guys, uh, any of y'all, there I go with the guys thing. Have any of y'all uh seen the Beatles uh documentary on Disney Plus?
2: I just no. watched it. You just yes.
1: watched it? Mm-hmm. I've
3: seen like a little bit of the first episode.
1: Okay. Well,
0: are we are we like it, the Beatles?
3: Well, I was I to say
1: that in watching it <clears throat> which I'm going to say was a little bit arduous. I mean, the first two episodes of the series are almost 3 hours long.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah. And then the last one is like two hours and 15, 20. Um, You can tell Peter Jackson is a a huge Beatles fan and everything, every piece of footage that he got (laughs) was fascinating to him. Uh, but, But it was interesting watching them watching them do create or whatever like the process that they went through really kind of energized me and kind of made me excited you know
3: same i felt the same yeah. way and i watched like 45 minutes of it i could not agree more
1: and it's not and it's not like it's a similar process to us because i feel like when they're doing something they're trying to facilitate one person's idea of what the song is like whoever wrote it takes full it's almost like a writing a writing a sketch show as opposed to improvising mm. it's like you know you come in with your idea and then everybody's trying to facilitate your vision of what you brought in right mm. <clears throat> whereas something like this is everybody's just adding stuff and you know people are picking up on different things from the you know when you improvise people are picking up on different things and you you all try to arrive at a place together because so but i will say it was really like i felt really inspired watching it and just watching how um an idea like they didn't even have lyrics yet for some of these songs And you're like now we just know what the lyrics are we're just like well how could they not think that that was you know but it's they don't even they just got d- dummy lyrics in there and some of the songs don't make it on I think they really two uh, two albums were involved in this project. Abbey Road yeah. and Get Back and uh, Let It Be. Let It Be, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but and it's like, oh wait, I thought that in my head, I'm going, wait a minute, they're talking about something. Something isn't on that album. It's on the other album. So then I got I got kind of like weird about the timeline. Um, but uh, but it's just fascinating to see all these songs take uh, take form mm-hmm. and how they they would take like little things. And it wouldn't be right for now, mm. but later on it, it would turn up yeah. something else, you know? Right. And it's uh, like, I just love, that's what I loved about watching it is just watching the creative process. And like, that's what I, I like about doing this is that, you know, especially the interviews, like I always say the interviews are my favorite part because it's just hearing what people are thinking and what. You know what's driving their uh, their creativity in this, and what's what they're picking up from other people's creativity that came before them. You know, um, yeah. So so I feel like in in just in creating, to me, it just brings like so much um, fun and life to uh, to you and whoever is 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 participating in it even in even in moments where this is all about the breakup of the band mm. even in moments where supposedly you're you're not getting along yeah because because there were so many times there where they i could just I, they were just having so much fun yes and smiling at each other and it's like they're, they're great friends how could they break up mm-hmm. you know yeah. and, but it but that's what you know that's what ended up happening so i know I, I just was that's that's the thing that that uh really it really inspired me and it really makes me think about the opportunities that this this provides this project provides What
2: well, you
3: just said like really pinpoints why i keep thinking of this as a long-form improv like the whole all the chapters because we are serving anyone who is adding to this whether you know like alex i would disagree that your chapter did not move things forward but whoever is adding to this is serving the piece just like in improv like you're serving the piece whereas like you said like when you're directing a sketch show or you're writing a sketch show it's like how can we serve this person's view or point of view on what this should be and that can change very drastically as the sketch you know becomes more fully formed but at first it's like what 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 was what was the heart of this what was good about this what was interesting about this um which is very much like what, what, what the Beatles are doing. It's like, oh, someone someone brought in a sketch and now how can we enhance this? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. That's
3: really interesting. And that's why this feels different because this isn't bringing in a sketch, this is serving a piece.
2: Yeah. yeah. I thought um, one of the things happening in the Beatles documentary that I noticed was the way when they would be rehearsing songs they'd be very playful and almost intentionally not singing it right in a way, but they're, because they're maybe focusing on the chord progression together. So it's less important to sing with so much soul in that moment, or, you know, McCartney's just playing around. But I think, uh, you know, I felt in this, these like inside bits happening, basically, Mm -hmm. you know, between chapters, um, and some of it is also even the inside bits of like shared experience maybe of, but you know, some of it is as an actor, some of it is, might be as a Tesla driver, as just somebody that <laughs> drives around or just the hierarchy of a parking spot. So mm-hmm. was fun, the idea that even in the chapters, there's kind of like you are saying, they're smiling and enjoying each other's friendship and their bits. And then there's also kind of underneath, like you're saying it is maybe still a responsibility to serve the piece which yeah. is you know like a long form like you're saying you know at some point we all everyone freaks out in a show sometime or several mm-hmm. times and then you start to go like yeah, uh. that's not necessarily the best thing for the show and for everybody like you know you start to go like hey it's more fun to play within the form it's more fun to follow you know uh what's happening yeah and no, each, I almost yeah. No, go ahead Sorry. no 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 i yeah
1: i was just gonna i was just gonna say like and, and I, I find like when, when, when I was doing shows at second city or whatever, the more obtuse the, uh, uh, initial suggestion, the more obtuse the, the, the initial pitch, the more room there was for people to bring their stuff into Mm -hmm. it, you know, Mm -hmm. like the more specific you get, like if you bring in an idea and you're like, okay, you're this person and this is the way you feel about life. And you're going to say this and la, 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 la as opposed to we're, we're, you know, at a house uh, uh, for uh, someone's barbecue and everybody's a vegetarian except for the host or whatever, you know. So even that is probably too much. But like the the more you, the ro- more room you give for people to do what they do well, yeah. The, the more fun it is and the more successful it is, I think, most of Ooh. the time.
0: So we all agree the Chapters Project is the... Podcast equivalent of the Beatles.
2: <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. Okay, good. Totally. totally. Yes, that's
3: what we are trying to say. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I. We've all worked with Alex, right? I know I have. Yeah. And yes. Does anybody have any good stories that Alex wouldn't be embarrassed? Sure. About? Oh my gosh. Yes, I will. Hmm. So Alex directed
3: a. Um, I've talked about on this podcast before about sports action team and um, after sports action team was done that the the cast, the entire cast of that show, but then a few of like a smaller group of, of the cast um, created another show called the venue. And um, we filmed it in Chicago, although at the time we were living in LA, but we filmed it in Chicago and, um, or most of us were living in LA. And, uh, we, so a big thing with sports action team is we didn't have, like, we, we had a director for a couple episodes, but we, we basically self-directed and, um, we wanted to bring in a director to direct this pilot that we had, uh, created. And so I don't, I don't hundred percent know, remember why Alex like I don't remember how he entered it. Like I don't remember that conversation or what that looked like, but I remember him. He was the director of that project. And oh my God, Alex, you were so good at Aww. it was because it was it was our baby. Like it was our baby and we we had all worked together for three years before doing this, you know, doing this other series. And um I I didn't think about it like that at the time, but I think that that would have been a hard thing to step into of like, oh, this is a this is an ensemble that has existed in this format before for 3 years and you're even though we knew you personally, you're coming in as somebody who hasn't worked in this format with us before. And um that could have gone bad and it didn't at all. It went really really well and I just remember um we we shot that like moments before I got married. Uh mm. and I was really stressed. I got I got married like literally like the next week or something like that. <laughs> oh
2: my god. Man.
3: And I just remember being like kind of being very stressed and actually kind of pissed that we were shooting it so close to my wedding. <laughs> and um, but like I also like it wasn't up to me, but like in, in my mind, I remember being like, This sucks. Like I'm dividing my like. I have these two major things going on in my life and I want to focus on one of them and not both of them simultaneously. And, um, I just remember Alex was so calming and so fun and so loose and never once saw you get stressed or overwhelmed or overworked or like you just ran that set and everyone felt so comfortable like I just remember like this group who has existed for three years has you're not you weren't an outsider at all because you were all our our personal friend and then some but like you were an outsider with that format in working with us and you came in and like it was like you you owned the show like you were just and, and with no ego attached to it but just like we, we it was that level of comfort
2: oh and so nice um to say.
3: I just remember feeling so uh relieved like i i can't remember how long the shoot was but it was a it was a, about about a three day shoot and like three long days i remember and i just remember you being chill and fucking good and competent and awesome
2: <laughs> oh that's so cool i mean my memory it's funny to hear this the wedding aspect of it because you completely fooled me and katie's character is like flighty kind of new agey sort of you know uh so I mean there was no sign of tension or stress or anything from you on the oh, street day. So yeah. Uh it's so nice everything you said. I mean, I really can look back on that and I don't know if we shot it during the summer, but the whole thing feels like a sunny day.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like it yeah. just
2: felt like everyone was funny. You guys were funny. I mean, it was improvised, a lot of I mean it was you guys had the structure for it and then you improvise, but it's like very easy to seem competent because you guys were like a machine that worked well again. And you're all so funny. So, I mean, it was just, it really was a joy and it involved music and comedy and uh, you know, so the, it had such a good heart to it, which you guys had created and funny heart. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. That's like a lame Anyway, but it well, was just very you. good. It that. was just fantastic.
1: Have you ever heard, uh, um, the phrase nothing good happens after midnight or something like that
2: mm, yeah right and i'm
1: always because of our lifestyle i'm always like they must not be doing the right <laughs> <things after midnight." laughs> yeah. for me like I, we would do our show go to a bar hang out at the bar make jokes at the bar drink beer at the time i was smoking uh you know or i'd go to my gay bars by myself <laughs> you know, meet, meet yeah. friends there, whatever. It was fine. And Yeah, and I'd go dancing or whatever, and I'd be up, like, really late. Oh, yeah. And I never felt like I was, like, anything shitty happened.
2: No, it's true. No, know? I hear you. I actually, weirdly, I mean, uh, generally going to bed, like, ridiculously early, recently. <laughs> so I'm, like, far from that, but I used to, for sure. Like, what you're talking about, the 4 a.m., and it's, like, no guilt or feeling bad about it. I mean in fact just thinking I can think back to it and know it was just over and over again waking up with just an incredible natural buzz happiness because we were just yeah. talking all night and I don't even remember why. I just and I went to a friend's wedding that I had that feeling not long ago because and I played ping pong with one of my friends for like 5 hours straight drinking and it was you know there was and then I was just talking with people but nothing crazy happened but i woke up and i had a very distinct buzz in my whole body and my whole being felt incredible and i was like that's because i just spent 12 hours with people that i like a lot like yeah for a prolonged period of time so i agree i mean it's a way of life staying up till four or five in the morning going to big city and going to alehouse and drinking and you know it's yeah i don't have a problem with it and,
1: you know <laughs> And I, I don't know, like, I, I feel the same way, like, you know, now that we're older and trying to make a business out of it, you know, or and succeeding to a certain extent, uh, that you can tell when you go on a set, too, whether people like each other or not, you know, whether, whether there's a good vibe on the set. And when there's a good vibe on the set, the show is usually a good show, mm-hmm. you know, and like the, there are just certain times when I have worked, you know, even as a, whether it's recurring or just a, you know, a one-liner that you come on, you come on set and you can tell these people are having a good time and they like each other.
2: Yeah. Right. You know,
1: and that's always, a mu- that's always like, so even coming in as a stranger for one line, I can feel it and it makes me relax. It makes me, you know, chill. And I feel, I feel I feel open to trying things, whereas if I'm on a set that's like real uptight, I'm I'm scared I'm gonna, you know, ruin everything, right? Yeah. Because it, it, you know, it, Did, it, Julia yeah. Louis so, Dreyfus
0: has something about that. I don't know if any of you have have heard her talk about this, but she, I guess it, I hope I'm not butchering her story. At SNL, she just had a really unpleasant, unhappy time, and vowed she would never have another job ever oh. that wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if she didn't like it, she wasn't gonna do it, no matter how popular, successful, how much money, whatever. And so her the mm-hmm. whole rest of her career, she only made choices to do enjoyable projects with people she liked working with, and that's p- panned out pretty damn well for her over yeah. time. Absolutely. I
1: mean, it's a luxury. Sure. To, it's a luxury to have that. I mean, she, she comes sure. from a wealthy family, but even but I think it's. <laughs> but I think oh, it's a po-
0: Katie, she's a trans <laughs> fund baby.
2: she's very smart smart
1: she was a a smart angel baby uh no but i do think that it's possible to do that even if you're not wealthy Uh, Mm -hmm. but i think it's it's harder because you're going to have to turn down things that would get you money Mm
2: -hmm. you know she went to high school she went to high school within a mile of where i went to high school
0: Uh, oh really yeah
2: from maryland
0: you have two high schools within a mile of each other
2: oh <laughs> uh, yeah maybe i'm exaggerating but no, pretty close to each other i'm I from think a very she... small town so oh gotcha that yeah been. this is like a dc suburb so mm, it's okay. uh, there are decent enough high schools there. um this uh you know i don't know more and more it feels like that's the answer though like of course there's the tension of people not getting along can still create good things like uh you know but it seems like a good way to go I mean, just Katie, when you, when we were talking about the uh, the venue earlier, mm-hmm. I mean, that was part of it is like, you guys are like family to each other, knew each other well, you know, so it was very easy to let it be what it was and everyone got along. But, you know, I have to yeah. say, I'm sure all of us have the moments of either somebody does it to us according, you know, a director does it to us. Having been a director, I can look back and go like, oh man, what an asshole. I was like not even thinking about it, but it's just oh like you're in roles that you don't realize you're doing that, and then you. I will say that I witnessed some things and in my career where I saw people go over the line or do things where they were just like hubris took over and they like yelled at somebody on set, and it was definitely. And I had a boss of mine turn to me and go like, "We'll never work with that person again." So like I had an experience mm-hmm. on the other side too of like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, don't be a." You know, don't be this way. Don't be a jerk. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not just speaking for myself. I'm saying in general, like even watching the Beatles thing, you're trying to do the right thing. You want to defend your position. You want things to be as good as they can be. And you don't realize that you're being an asshole, you know, yeah. or that you're flat out wrong until two weeks later. And you go, know, mm-hmm. wow, I was wrong about this. Yeah. Now it's just can Dad, happen.
3: I, I've been thinking about that a lot lately because I haven't been teaching improv. Or like directing sketch for a while now, um, like well, a little bit, not not whatever. I've been done it lately, and um, I've thought a lot about like the times where I was not my highest self as a teacher or director, and do I regret that? And I've like even thought a couple of times, of, like should I like send an an apology email, like is like, is my, is my me- like, why, am why is my memory making me feel so shitty about this experience? Is it because of how I was, or because of how they were, or because of the, you know, like, what, like, who, who's wrong here?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I think that, like, while you're in it, you're obviously trying to do the best that you can. And it's a, especially with improv and sketch, like, it's such a subjective art form. Right. And I'm and- actually
2: probably referring more to that by the way in the world of improv and sketch in terms of regrets of like but i'm sorry to interrupt but i'm just no. I'm, I'm with you here about like that is a place where you can think back and go did i misstep was i too yeah or that? yeah and because the, only, the emotions are raw
3: yeah oh my god so raw. and, and like that, that i you see a little glimpses of that in the beatles thing too mm-hmm. of like you see them like not Treating, like, I wonder if Paul McCartney is watching that being like, oh, I I should have said that or done that. But I, but the only time, the times that I don't regret being the the nice way to say it is extremely direct is when I was advocating for somebody else. uh And that's that, like, when I look back, it's like, okay, usually that's where that was coming from. Not always. Sometimes it was me just being pissed off about something but like the the maddest I ever got in those situations it was because I I was witnessing mistreatment of somebody else
2: yes yes
3: and I don't think that and I don't regret that like that's that I think that's the job sometimes of a director or a leader or a teacher or whatever
1: I
2: I think that's great Yeah. yeah I agree I agree. And that's a good way to be. And actually I, that does make me think about Rebecca about a tour touring show where we were uh, going to perform in a difficult place to perform. <laughs> and I feel like the material that was going to be performed that place, I'm being intentionally vague, but the, you know, t- in general, I feel like Rebecca was like, no, we are not going to, you know, she just pushed back about performing certain material in that town or in that building or whatever and also it wasn't necessarily her scene but you yeah. jogged a memory for me when yeah you that was that a Katie. lot of
0: nikki margolis too being like this yeah. is disrespectful yeah no <laughs> so, it was good you're
2: right it was it was both of you guys Pedro. yeah so yeah
0: yeah, yeah. um well, don't you yeah. think
1: just to stick on the thing about you know uh uh i, I guess tempers or like having having a, a negative not positive attitude one day or two or whatever right that the the interesting thing to me is that most of the time those those issues that we've all had usually involve something that has nothing to do with the creativity of or it's the great art of point. what you're doing yeah, it's yeah, always right. something outside and yes. my, and same thing in the beatles thing it's usually about business crap
2: you're right and expectations or something yes. that is not about thing and, yeah. and you're, you're hitting on the head when I think back on what I was just thinking about which was an improv thing it was ex- it's very much what you're saying and it had to do with yeah so I'm, I'm just you can keep yeah. I don't I don't mean to interrupt but I'm just agreeing No, no, all I mean did, yeah. and
1: you know I, I've um uh, I did a I did a uh Joe Canale's podcast uh, second citizen
2: yes and uh check it out listeners yes so, yeah check it out
1: he's got some good people on there that he interviews um, i did it
2: i did it pretty recently too
1: cool yeah. and uh he we were talking about you know um second city back in the day and stuff like that and you know and most of the time i got i mean i don't know that i got a reputation for this but i felt that that was something that i that i heard people joke about with me was you know how bitter I was. In fact, I made a joke that's I think the I think the quote's still up in the ETC. The only bit I have is bitter. Um, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> thanks. Uh, but it's but and the reason the reason I was bitter or the reason that I had those reactions was not because of it wasn't because of this this the actual show or the actual people I was working. With. It was because of politics of who's moving up, who's not moving up, of who, you know, uh, people questioning my ambition, people questioning, mm-hmm. you know, any number of things, never feeling like I was being appreciated for who I was and who I, what I brought, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm sure I can't, I, I, I'm positive. Everybody else in my cast probably felt the same way, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, I, I was... I I don't have a good poker face. So, and, and I tend to say things that I'm feeling (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) out loud. So, you know, so then that gets you that reputation of being bitter. And so I think that that reflected on, I probably like on certain people that I've worked with were like, you know, man, you know, but I, but it had nothing. It had very little to do with them and a lot to do with other shit.
2: That's just, uh, and it was very interesting hearing you as you're saying that because then I can think about what my behavior was in the parallel kind of situation of Second City. And I realized, like, I tended to have a, you know, a different way to go when I was there. I guess I tended to basically not be backstage for a decent amount of it. And I'd go play pinball or drink. And so... <laughs> you know, between shows or whatever. And I think that was partially so that I wouldn't wind up getting emotionally involved in stuff in a way, you know, yeah. but uh, I don't think that's just my reaction to second city. Like I go, well, maybe that's, huh, shit. Is that basically what I do in life? Like, so it's interesting. And then also is that part of why then I create a separation for myself that allows me to then go in front of strangers and do what I want to do. So <laughs> I think each artist, you know, it's interesting what's the motivation for them. I'm not trying to like, I'm realizing I am trying to be reductive or just be like, so this is everyone's different, but it's interesting to hear our person, how personalities play out backstage, yet how they create the spiciness of each individual that makes them wonderful to on stage, you know, you have this sort of feeling how you felt, but then on stage, is kind of what I was saying to Katie earlier like you wouldn't know it by the character you're playing in a certain scene how you're feeling backstage you know mm-hmm. and even are you even giving more light and beauty to this thing on stage and because of your sadness actually is giving you a fuel to be even lighter and funnier and brighter and more beautiful for the audience in that moment mm-hmm. you know so I think you know the there's something just you know that's why like la la land or you know movies even though people say like don't write stuff about entertainment it is very moving stars born all that stuff because it's like the ambitions we have expectations we have the sadness of why things aren't this way and yet that's what you know makes people do these beautiful everything's perfect and gorgeous you know once they're on stage and can execute things with perfect precision that makes anyone watching you go like that guy is the least bitter guy in the world. He is like fun loving and fun. And I'm forgetting everything because I'm watching this, you know, really uh, perfectly timed out kind of thing happening between these two people. That's perfect dialogue and he's angry here, but he's happy here, you know?
1: Well, again, I think it's that thing of like, when, when you're performing, if you're a creative person, when you are performing, when you're getting to do what you love to do, no matter what's going on back there, you're getting to do what you want to do and that's hmm. that's that that is the thing that fuels you and it makes you know that makes it worthwhile and like again going back to the Beatles thing that's you you could tell when they were creating they were still friends and they still had that thing right yeah. and the business stuff is what broke them up hmm. you know
0: well as my favorite therapist Todd little dick would say
1: <laughs>
0: nice Rebecca. anger bringing a, it back. Yep. Anger <laughs> is a buffer emotion. It's just an emotion that exists in the moment. Mm. To. To represent something else you are feeling, something else that's really going on. Mm. Um, it's usually not about what you're yelling about. Right, which is exactly what you're saying.
3: Yes. Yes. You're feeling insecure
0: or scared or freaked out or nervous or bad. Yeah. Not seen. Do you ever feel like Mm -hmm. you're going to throw up and someone keeps talking to you and you're like, shut the fuck up? (laughs) 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 Shut up, shut up. You're not mad. You just feel like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Little Dick, little Dick, little Dick. <laughs> Lil dick. dick. Oh, guys, this is so great. I can't wait for real life to fully start again. Let's just all meet in an Elks Club. Everybody who's ever been on Chapters Project and will be in the future, let's like rent a moose lodge. Let's rent oh, an American Legion, get a food truck, and hang out.
2: Oh, well, that's such a nice idea. Well, That'd be great. so fun. Be, it will be fun because think of, you know all the com- conversations amongst chapters kind of Ugh,
0: the chappies The us see what yeah. happens Talk. with this
1: omicron thing
0: Ooh,
1: <laughs>
0: Mama mia i
1: mean come on man oh, Yep.
2: man
0: well i actually i'm glad none of that has come into this book at all like there's hmm. zero which I didn't even realize till right now. Fascinating. Yeah.
1: Mm. Cause that mm-hmm. is like
0: the last thing I want to think about. So I'm so exactly. happy it's not there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe that's also why why our characters are so shallow. <laughs> right?
0: Oh, <laughs> we're tired nobody of caring about anybody, everything.
1: Yeah. Nobody wants to, anybody to be like serious and-
0: Yes. You know. Can okay, Yeah. Can we all stop feeling everything so deeply, please? That would be oh amazing. Oh, Alex, thank you so much. You brought so much to the chapter and this interview. We're so thrilled you, for best. you to be with us.
2: It was thrilling, fun. I'm so happy I got to do all of it. It was uh, fun for me, light in my life during these crazy times.
0: All right. So I appreciate it. Very cool. Very, very cool. All right. Well, Chapsticks, thank you for hanging with us. And uh, please join us on Monday for chapter 14. We're at the end of the episode. We have a big reveal. A big reveal. Oh, my. Ooh. Okay.
2: So excited.
0: What? Katie and Martin are like, what? (laughs) (laughs) No, they know. There's two big things to reveal. So I'm not sure if you're going to reveal both of them or one of them. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, listen and and hear for yourself. All right, listen we love hear. you. Listen and Those are
1: good words. Listen and hear. Listen and hear. And hear and listen. Listen and hear
0: and hear and listen.
1: Together we can do
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> the most generic song ever. Exactly. Um, <laughs> thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Okay, bye.
2: Bye. bye. <laughs>